TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Hello, everybody. It's the two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. Here in the background, music, Mike, uh, Matt Duffy. And I thought maybe that was the lead into our regular intro. What I did not realize is that one of our technicians, maybe we got a new female intern, somebody was in here, <laughs> turned the volume completely off on my headphones, so I never heard any. Well, that's convenient. Of our scintillating. In fact, I can't even hear you right now, Matt. I have uh, any of our I, scintillating. I blame Robin Earl. Was Robin Earl? Yeah. Ex-Bear tight end? You can never trust Robin Earl. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you tell Robin Earl when I see him, I will uh, slap him on side can, the head. Can you hear now, or do you need me to come in there and make some adjustments? Now I can actually hear you. Quite okay. frankly, when, when you talk, I'd rather have the volume turned down. <laughs> Producer extraordinaire David Olson. Two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. Two our extravaganza here to ride the entire two hours. Matt Duffy in studio. Your third appearance. Third appearance. Third time's a charm, I guess. Why am I not hearing Matt? My my uh, headphones. I don't. Can you not hear me? That is outstanding. Uh, David Olson. I don't mind if I don't hear our producer, but you, I'd like you know, I'd like to get some thoughts. So I don't know you well enough. I'm sure. Once I get to know you, then I'll probably turn down your microphone yeah, as well. I was just about to say, once you get to know me, you'll never invite me yeah, back. Absolutely. Matt, great to have you in two hours Thank today. You're all set to, to go here from 10 until noon. Our phone lines will be open. Lots to talk about. No question about it. 888-463-6748-888-463-6748. People could email us at mike2guys at aol.com. M-I-C and the number two. M-I-C. M-I-C and the number two. Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. Matt, if you're a sports fan, you have to love this time of year college football. Absolutely. NFL football, the baseball races, and your favorite sport about to begin. Basketball. The fine sport of hoop. I love me uh, some NBA. You Chicago Bull fan? Oh, of course. It's been uh, it's been my favorite team of all of all teams since I was probably about five years old. I went to my first Bulls Pistons game. Actually, I got to really? see the bad boys wow. from Detroit come in. Uh, I think it was 1990. It was one of my first memories is sitting in Chicago Stadium and, and mm-hmm. thinking that place was literally going to fall on my head. Was one of your other memories breastfeeding from your mom? <laughs> How do you compare the two? You know, watching Bulls Pistons breastfeeding with the mom. David Olson's giving me the thumb up, thumb down. Uh, still a little weird. I'm actually coming. Still a little. I can't quite here. figure. How does my voice sound here? Okay, we Sounds take care great. of some technical difficulties over there. Professional sports talk radio at its <laughs> finest. Here, you know what? I can hear him fine as long. Now we're cooking. Oh, there we go. What, what button did you touch here? Maybe now it's too loud. This had, uh, you're, you're using Test. the wrong volume button. That's, huh? That's what you were doing. You're on this one, not that one. Now it's still that's sounding true. weird. <laughs> test, test, test. No, something's still not right. Nope. Where's my volume? Here's my volume. There's your volume. Testing, testing. Okay, now it sounds bad. Are we on the air yet? Bang, bang, start <laughs> on my two guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. One of the things we like to do on this show, man, is we like to, to air our... Um, 
deficiencies <laughs> over to the fan. We think it helps us connect with the fans. We had mentioned on other shows, you know, they have the professional little uh, cough button. Yeah. <laughs> the edit, the personal edit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, even you know that better. But we don't have that because I feel like, you know, we've said this before, the cough, the sneeze, the uh, the passing of the gas, whatever <laughs> it might be, bodily functions. I think if our listeners can hear that. It helps us connect more with the li- – it makes us more real. Humanizes us. Yes. Oh, well, that's and important because I don't you... want people to think that we are uh, demigods over here. No. That would be no. a bad thing. People think a lot of things. Demigods would not be one of them. <laughs> I like to be approachable in the studio. Yeah. yeah. By the way, when the big dog is in the studio, the, uh, if we did have a button to prevent the passing of the gas, that might help. Because <laughs> I don't know what diet he is on. Some high fiber. He's got some ridiculous ideas on nutrition. And I'm hoping they're very healthy for him. But I can tell you what, the morning after – just not in pretty. studio, it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> not a good thing. But yeah, I apologize. We interrupt our technical difficulties. Interrupted your discussion of a uh, your earliest memories of breastfeeding from your mom and the Chicago Bulls. Let's skip the mom for a second in case she's Actually, mouth to mouth, <laughs> or mouth to mouth, whichever. Unless one you, you were an advanced it. baby, I don't know. Maybe you were. <laughs> I don't know what kind of baby you were. Matt, coach, Matt was but... doing his own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Self-service, apparently. <laughs> Three minutes into the show, we were talking about me uh, breastfeeding my mom. Goodness. Right. But uh, the beautiful thing, Matt, as we attempt to get back on sidetrack, yeah, back on track, is the Chicago Bulls did have their first practice Monday at the Birdo Center. We'll get to some football and baseball talk, but, uh, yeah, NBA teams are off and running. Yeah, man, and it, uh, it's it's going to be a real good season for the Bulls. I think fans have, have a lot to be excited about, even though I uh, I take a, a different stance on the Carmelo Anthony trade than a lot of Bulls fans. Uh-oh. Um, but I, I think even if you don't bring them in here, we're still a much better team than we were last year. I think it's very reasonable to expect the Bulls to be in the second round of the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I really think they got to make that Carmelo Anthony trade. I think they just have to do it. We had mentioned yesterday there seems, and you, I think you're going to agree with me, that there is more, uh, if you want to call it quote-unquote, water cooler enthusiast, conversation enthusiasm, more uh, uh, people in the city talking about the Bulls, excited about this year's Bulls team, more so than you know since the Michael Jordan era. I don't know if it's warranted. Do you get the feeling there's there's excitement in the? Is it just the Absolutely. new players? Absolutely, it seems it seems there's a buzz. I think I think that that does have a lot to do with it. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of young talent on the team, but I think that uh, I think that management really made headlines bringing it. I mean, they brought in how many new people? Six, four, five? Uh, only four returners. Four, only four so eventually, returns, there's going to so be eight new players. Exactly, uh, and I think that I think that there's a right to have a buzz. I think that they showed a lot of signs last year, and I, I think that you know basketball, especially the United Center, is one of the the best arenas in the city. I mean, when you get in there, especially more so for Hawks games and basketball games, but that arena really rocks. Really good atmosphere in there. There, I think it's. I think it's justified right now. Mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't go over the top. I hope nobody starts talking championship on me. There is the theory of you know the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. The players, you know, well we, we got new players coming in. We're all excited. Well. <laughs> Maybe in Washington right now, they're all excited about getting Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> and in Utah right now, they're all excited. How many Bulls players are you? I know we got half of Utah's team. Jeez, so they, I don't think they got any of our team. None. I don't think well, they got any. How the hell we got that team? <laughs> we got Boozer. We got Ronnie Brewer. We got Kyle Korver. We got half the Utah team. We didn't get Jerry Sloan, but we're still trying to but get him. We're, yeah, we love and they don't have, have any of our ex-Chicago Bulls? No, not off the top of my head. Wow. I, don't, I don't think so. Shocking. Yeah, it Absolutely is a little bit shocking. shocking. I can't believe nobody would want the fire sale of Bulls players that we had to offer. <laughs> That's hard to believe. I mean, who, who doesn't want Brad Miller? Oh, goodness. I wish I had Brad Miller back. 
Brad Miller. Love Brad Miller. He's always good for uh, for one triple game. He is uh, me and my fifteen uh, year old now fifteen year old. Shocking. My youngest <laughs> son is fifteen years old. Man. Um, we kiddingly call him Brad Miller. Well, first of all, one of our favorite <laughs> players. But we say he is either, and there's two twists to this. He's either the best bad player in the NBA, <laughs> or he's the worst of the good players. I think, you know, and I don't know. Would you rather be best to the worst at something or worst of the better group? I, I, I you know, what a terrible question. I have no idea. I think I would rather just not be Brad Miller. <laughs> I think I think if that's how I'm going to answer it, that's how oh, I have to answer it. I am a... excited that we brought our doppelgang, my doppelganger, in. Brian Scalabrini. Brian yeah, Scalabrini. No, he hasn't made the team yet. He's got a non-guaranteed contract, but, man, I got my fingers crossed. I already pre-ordered the jersey. Yeah. Now, why do you like him? Because because he looks like me. Okay. He's got red hair. You you do got a little Brian Scalabrini in you. I mean, you know, you don't see a lot of redheads uh, on, mm-hmm. on any sort of professional team. Mm-hmm. So anytime you see one, anytime I see one, uh, you know, it's like it's like I made the team. That's how I look mm-hmm. at it. Many you know, of our two guys and Mike sense. listeners tuning in for some <laughs> scintillating football talk, and they're hearing us talk about Brian Scalabrini yeah. on a September 30th. By the way, end of the month, October, about to start. We're going to get into that a little bit, too. We have some fascinating uh, information on the turn of the calendar, always one of my favorite things. But uh, for those listeners out there who were tuning in, for breakdown of the Stanford-Oregon <laughs> game. And I know, but I want you to help them. Who and or what is a Brian Scalabrini? Who and or what is a Brian Scalabrini? A Brian Scalabrini is indigenous to <laughs> Southern California. He, uh, I believe, has a diet consisting mostly of vegetables. I'm not entirely sure on that. Or he likes tofu. I don't know. What is, you, got a, you got Wikipedia here? Or something? The guy's reading off those. You don't memorize Brian Scalabrini's Wikipedia page? Uh, not recently. What kind of talk show host not, are you? I don't even, I've never used Wikipedia. And quite frankly, <laughs> I'm going to, as we sidetrack from Brian, I want to get back to Brian Scalabrini because I'm a big Brian Scalabrini <laughs> fan. And all you Turkish listeners out there, I got information for you too on my guy Omar Asik. But um, Wikipedia. What? I, I, I had this ongoing political argument going on over via email with a, like three of my distantly right-wing uh, uh, friends, <laughs> okay. and it, it's gotten rather vehement. It's, it's actually affecting the friendship somewhat. It's getting a little nasty, but all of a sudden they're starting to quote the Wikipedia crap. Oh, really? That's, like, it, call them on that because okay, Wikipedia you. is like an online encyclopedia that anybody can yeah. go and edit. Okay. So unless un- unless it's you know footnoted and documented yeah. from a legitimate Thank source. You. Thank you. It could be completely made up. Glad you told I mean, me that. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Because to back that up, I was planning on going home after the show and creating that Brian Scalabrini page. <laughs> and that was my plan. On Wikipedia. Huh? That was my plan. I felt like people need to know what I know. I like that indigenous <laughs> California. I don't use Wikipedia, but David, I do highly advise you in the comfort of your own home when the wife and the kids are not nearby. There's a related website called Whack Your Peepia. Much, much. If you more, don't start making more sense, we're going to have to put you in a home. Much, much more entertaining than Wikipedia, and probably a lot more legitimate than Wikipedia. Too. You, you know, I should have seen that coming, and I didn't. Whack your PPI. And I just didn't see it coming. That's that not was bad. brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Just think, Matt. We have two hours together. <laughs> Matt's already there. Man, the one. All of a sudden, the one-hour show doesn't sound so bad. All right, but uh, Basar, so he's got a non-guaranteed contract. The kid, the kid mm-hmm. can shoot the ball. Yeah, he can. And he's got some spirit and some leadership and some gumption. And I think the city of Chicago will like the guy because he's got a little bit of that uh, hootspa. Yeah, yeah, he's got some. He's got some moxie, if yeah. you will. Uh, and yeah, he can shoot. I remember actually. I think he was on the Nets. He had maybe 
five or six threes in a in a game seven conference finals game. Mm-hmm. Granted, if we're in the conference finals, I hope Brian Scalabrini isn't even wearing a uniform. But I mean, that's still that's still impressive for a red hair guy in my mind. Uh-huh. I I can't I don't know if he's Irish yet. That's that's something I would like to know. I'll put that on the Wikipedia page either way. Yep, check Wikipedia. He's Irish either way. Or uh, Wagapipia. Or Wagapipia. You might want to check that too. Now uh, I mentioned our Turkish friends, and don't forget now we're doing the show not on radio, oh, but over the internet. internet. So here's severe intercoastal communications. Your voice, Matt Duffy. Your voice today being heard in seven different continents, and also we apparently are uh, uh, going out to South Carolina, North Carolina, too. Oh, man, that's unfortunate. But one of the uh, fine countries that might be listening are fine folks out in Turkey, and we have the seven-footer from Turkey who's about to make his debut with the Chicago Bulls. Your enthusiasm for Omar Asik. You know, Omar! <laughs> I uh, I wasn't I wasn't too excited until I saw the uh, the FIBA World Championships, and he uh, I thought he would just be a stiff. He's not a stiff. He can actually mm-hmm. he can actually move a little bit mm-hmm. uh, as as far as his his repertoire offensively, offensively, uh, offensively. I I wasn't uh, I wasn't that in enthralled, but I think he's only like 21, right? 22 maybe yeah. he's he's in his he's in his yeah. early 20s so who mm-hmm. knows as long as uh we might get the next arvita sabonis mm-hmm. or we might get the next uh darko milicic i don't know dolly bar bagarich <laughs> who, who could forget look dolly bar bagarich on her wikipedia we'll see where he's in indigenous too i was a big fan of dolly bar and then uh, him and khalid el amin you remember those two <laughs> One of the greatest guard-forward combination in the history of Chicago Bulls basketball. Michigan State national champion. Khalid? Or no, that was UConn national champion. Yes. I'm thinking of Mateen Cleaves. Excuse yep. me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Was, wasn't Her. he playing with uh, Khalid El-Amin? Was Was that a Mika Okafor's team? No. That was Ben Gordon. Who did Khalid El-Amin mm-hmm. play with? I have with to go UConn? back to my University of Connecticut basketball. I don't know. But one thing we do know about the big seven-footer for the Chicago Bulls, and, again, NBA teams starting to hit the hoops. I think college basketball, a midnight madness, Probably in a couple of weeks, basketball creeping into the um, limelight. Just creeping. We don't want to get there just yet. But uh, Omar Asik, the one thing we do know about the big seven-footer with the Bulls is he he's big. <laughs> that yes. dude is big. He's a big dude. He's seven feet two. He's got to be around 300. He's yeah. got to be. His head alone. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen our general manager, the uh, the commander-in-chief, Christopher Whitting. No, I don't Who think runs I, the show here? I'm not sure I met him. Yeah, he's afraid of people like you. Female interns <laughs> and guest hosts, not among uh, – he. Chris only – he's indigenous with people that he's comfortable with, which explains why I haven't been in his, studio, uh, in his office the last three months. <laughs> but uh, Omar Asik's head weighs more than Chris Whitting. That is, that is one large dude. I've never seen. I've, I didn't. I didn't get to see you said that close. I, now I'm excited to though. Yeah. Now uh, looks like I found another Wikipedia entry. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. You got two guys here excited about the start of basketball, NBA, college, high school, whatever your uh, preference is. The key thing is the little round ball, the large round ball is starting to bounce indoors. Now we're excited about it. You're into basketball at all? Give us a call. We'll give you an early, early little basketball buzz. Eight eight eight. Four six three sixty seven forty eight for the Bulls fans out there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're looking at a goal of round two. Yeah, I think round two. I think round two is fairly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just uh, I, I can't see him going further than that. Uh, I don't think they're better than Orlando or Miami, obviously. Uh, but I, I know that they're going to have to go through one of those teams if they want to get any farther than round two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I uh, I just can't see it. Well, I think now that you know the Bulls match up well with Miami. <laughs> First of all, 
you got um, Bosch will be uh, neutrified by Omar Asik. So forget about Bosch. <laughs> you just take him out of the right? equation. We got Omar Asik. Put, put Scalabrini Bosch, on LeBron. What's Bosch going to do? Yeah, Scalabrini will, will bug LeBron. <laughs> and Kyle so Palmer's got Dwayne Wade. That's a wrap. Uh, no. That's, that's a wrap. <laughs> we can't <laughs> we can't go that far. I don't know if we're going to put Kyle Korver on Dwayne <laughs> oh, Wade. That's but, where, uh, I agree. Yeah. I should have drawn the line. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I, I agree with you. Round two of the playoffs, I think, be a pretty good goal. Of course, the Bulls have a uh, brand-new rookie coach. Been around a long time in the NBA, but he is a new at the head coach. I don't think the yeah. guy has ever, ever no. been a head coach in his life. I'm not sure he has either. I don't even think at the college level. Yeah. I, I remember hearing that he's high school, been a long-time assistant. Any level. Yeah. That's got to be tough. Yeah. At what point At what point do you just say, screw it, I don't want to be head coach anymore? Well, different answers for different people, but here's a guy who has absolute love of the game. Yeah. Maybe too much love. He's one of these guys that you know works like 18 hours studying film and stuff. Sometimes you got to step back. Sometimes those guys can be too into it, but uh, – He's dedicated his career, his passion to uh, the sport of basketball. Well, you're a coach, doesn't? So isn't that something that just comes with the job, though? If you want to, if you want to do it well, wouldn't that be something that you have to do? I'm asking. Uh, any job, you got to be dedicated. Yeah, Dem. He was the head coach of Salem State College. Okay. Oh, good call. Nice. Good call. Do we have the Salem State College fight song carded up by any chance? <laughs> We are Salem, we're the Stater, Salem State Pride. What uh, What is Salem State's mascot? I love, uh, it's a cigarette, I think. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah. With a big butt. <laughs> All right. 888-463-674. We'll get back to the uh, basketball beat maybe a little bit later in the show. As excited as we are about the start of basketball, we are right smack in the middle of the football season. And, man, Duffy, we've got a little baseball action to talk about yes, real quick. Let's fill in the fans now. Yesterday in the wild card race, if you even if you're not a Giants, Padres, or Braves fan, yeah, I think you can enjoy the pressure the last three, four days. Absolutely, and it's coming down to the wire. Uh, Padres beat the Cub yesterday, three nothing. Giants, Giants won. Yeah, so now they're a game. They're two games up. No, game and a half. Mm-hmm. Game and a half or two games. I can't tell. One of the two. Uh, you talk, uh, Giants I'm talking are about up. the Giants are over the yeah, Padres. I think they're up a game and a half. Game and a half, and Padres are. Mm-hmm. How many back of Atlanta? Maybe three. No. No? For the wild card? We'll check that out. I don't think so. Okay. It's a lot closer than that. Atlanta won again yesterday, though, so they were heading downhill. They've turned it around a little bit, courtesy of the Florida Marlins. Swept the Marlins. Yes. Two of those games, not yesterday's game, they won pretty, two of those games in dramatic fashion. Yes. Right? Yeah. Broken bat base hit a couple days ago. Eric Kinski hit the pinch hit homer. Yeah. In the eighth inning, Eric Kinski, longtime MLB veteran, saying the most dramatic home run he's hit in his career. What a statement. Pretty strong stuff. And then the, the day before was the 11th inning, broken bat single to left field. So the uh, the Braves holding sort of a pretty good race. Yeah, and they just lost. Didn't they just lose Prado in Atlanta? Martin Prado? That's tough. They he did. was great for yeah, them this just year. Just a torn oblique. What is an oblique? What is an oblique? Tape it up. I heard. Right? I heard. Can't Charlie they reattach the oblique and get him out there and play? I don't even know what an oblique is, but I heard Charlie Weiss has seven of them. <laughs> Pretty sure the oblique is this. I right know what the right oblique there. is. Yeah. yeah, that's that's I'm a little tough to play through. Oh my goodness! You <laughs> you tear the uh, who's the? Um, well, it was Jake Peavy, not the oblique muscle, but Jake Peavy tore the muscle. Oh yeah, I thought he. I heard he like detached it. It like yeah, it but I, I think it was something. in the back of the shoulder region. But that 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 you know ripping off from the bone. God. And I believe it was the first time they've seen a major league pitcher do that. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah, and I kid of course about the torn oblique. Not that I've ever had a torn oblique, but I can imagine uh, 
Ooh, sheer agony. Pain, and losing Martin Prado was a... Is a Ow! want to thank uh, Jake Peavy for joining us on today's show. Thank you so much, Jake. But, uh, Matt, great rate. How do you see it playing out now? Those three teams, basically two, of the, they're battling for two playoff spots. Yes. And, I've, man, the Padres have just, have they choked it away or what? That is tough to watch. It's like a, it's like an episode of a Louis Anderson TV show. That is tough <laughs> to watch. Man, I, they had it, they had it in the bag. And they dropped 10 straight, I believe, in August. And now, I think they're, Five and five in their last ten, and something like I don't know, like seven and thirteen in their last twenty. It, it's hard to see them coming back, but I I hope that they even it up to make it a series between San Diego and uh, San Francisco because they play the final three games they of do. the season. That's how they that. close that out. Solid knowledge. So I would uh, I would hope that San Diego could at least make it a maybe a two game, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. at least within striking distance where if they okay. sweep they can take it so it's mono versus mono uh they're going up straight up against each other final i, I was not aware that i was going to ask you yeah so friday saturday sunday we got padre versus uh, giant yeah and actually i'm Oof. i'm not the biggest baseball guy especially once uh the Sox are eliminated but even if the cubs were in it you know i would still watch them play uh the, the end of the season and into the playoffs but that will actually make me tune into baseball mm-hmm. is wanting to watch san diego and san francisco i think those will be really good mm-hmm. games Especially, I love watching, uh, what's his name, Matt Cain. Matt Cain is great. Yep. Almost had a no-hitter in his last outing. Last yes. third of the season, he's been untouchable. Yes. he. And how does Juan Uribe, how does he do it? Love Juan Uribe. My goodness. But has anybody ever asked Juan Uribe to bunt, I wonder? Can he bunt? Can he one, do anything I to swing the one bat manager, as hard as he can? One manager did ask Juan Uribe to bunt in the late 90s, and that manager has not heard, been heard from since. <laughs> it's seriously. Yeah. Juan Uribe's got friends in high places. <laughs> he, he just swings the bat as hard as he can every time. I love yeah. that about Juan Uribe. Yeah. Just yeah. no 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 regard for what anybody wants him to do. I'm just going to try and hit this ball 550 feet. Yeah. And he's got the second largest backside in the uh, in the game behind uh, San Francisco third baseman Pablo Sandoval. Ah, <laughs> the Kung Fu Panda. That's, that's a solid base of gravity right there. <laughs> and that's a that's a man who is grounded. Whether he wants to be or not, he's grounded. <laughs> gotta gotta love baseball players. You do not have to be in shape to play that sport. You just don't. You don't have to be. Look at David Wells. Be, be careful. John Cruck might be the next guest coming after the break. <laughs> All right. Speaking of breaks, we're going to take a quick one, but baseball interest. I want to, you got a little bit of Sox love. I want to uh, give you kind of a chance to give the White Sox in review. And you got to talk about the Crosstown team, the Cubs. I'd love too. to. I want you to, uh, as a White Sox fan, I want to hear you who you think objective should be, who you think would be the best choice for manager for our beloved Cup. Outstanding. All right. I'd we got football talk coming too, folks. Don't forget two. Our show today, so stick around, Matt Duffy in the house. The big dog going to be checking in. Our phone lines are open. Join us. Make it a three-way. I know Matt would enjoy it. 888-463-6748. Just don't quote Wikipedia. We only ask you that. Thank you. Back in a minute.
The lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. And in the house today, we do have Matt Big Bear Duffy joining us here for a two-hour special here on Thursdays and talk a little baseball and opening the NBA season. Got a little basketball fix in football, of course, first and foremost on the minds of many out there. Matt, and uh, I do want to get back to the Cub and Sock Talk as well. 888-463-6748, our phone number. Our producer, before we forget it, the good-looking... Uh, Unfortunately, married, happily married, apparently. We're going to see if we can work on that. David Olson, on the other side of the glass, and Matt, I apologize, because you are a single guy, right? I am. We've had a bunch of female interns of recent, and uh, they've all left us. Can I get an introduction? Well, if they were here, I would. <laughs> we're, but our most recent uh, female intern, Tammy Hands, who I guarantee you would have enjoyed meeting, <laughs> left us on uh, Monday this week. How come? So I apologize. Uh, you want a list? So, I, mean, I mean, sure. She, she wrote it out. Show's um, over at 12, though. <laughs> I don't know if I can get into the whole thing. Let's welcome in. He's not quite Tammy Hands. I'd rather have a female intern, but you know what they say, Matt? If you can't have a female intern, the next best thing big is dog. the big dog, Joe Redwanski, checking in. Big dog, how are you? Uh, I would like to. Hopefully, I'm not as good as Tammy Hands, if you know what I'm saying. No. Hopefully, you don't get that excited. I'm we, not. Hopefully, we don't find that out. But, uh, you know, eh, I'd rather talk to a female intern, but you're a very close second, big dog, so take some pride in that. Well, yeah, I'll have to take a little bit of pride. And, you know, it, it's not hard to find a female intern coach. <laughs> well, it and, is. Know, and, and, and like internships, all it is is a bunch of promises, and you don't really have to deliver anything anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it oh, typical no. male-woman I nope. mean, relationship? I was just going to say, it sounds like a relationship. No, 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 not here. Not here. We run a professional ship here at the TalkZone.com. Female interns, they don't just come around and look pretty. We treat them professionally and we give them a lot of work to do that's why they don't stick around <laughs> i was gonna say is there a story as to why as to why they keep leaving or is that is there some background like, like that? i said yes there is and the show's over at 12 i can't get into it <laughs> okay. you know, yeah man he used to blame me when we did it in studio together you always acted like it was me it was, it's not a lot. You, obviously it's him you you were a very good outlet i will admit that the fact that you're not here now is, is affecting my strategy oh goodness big dog great to talk to you uh you First of all, say hi to my good friend Matt Duffy. I know the two of you are uh, recent acquaintances. Yeah, Matt and I met walking down the street in Oak Park. This is what I was telling him right before wow. the show. Yeah, it was, was he it, carrying a man purse? Random. No, he's with his sister. I was really. Yes, I was. Yeah. Who did you talk to, Matt or the sister? No, I talked to Matt because believe it or not, I recognized Matt through the picture on Facebook because I had already met his sister. Ah. Yep. I didn't even know his sister was with him. I'm like, hey, Matt, what's up? I'm like, oh, hey, what's, what's up, Elizabeth? So it was pretty funny. And it worked out that way. Yeah, yeah it was funny as random. long as you're not Matt's sister. Yes, agreed. No, it was it was a random it was now, a random instance. Let uh, me ask you this, Matt. You've heard the big dog on the radio. I know you're a big fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, tell the people that you do need to get to work and stop listening to our show. I know it's addictive. But please, work first. I don't want you to lose your job on the basis of our show. But you have this picture of the big dog in your mind. Yes. Now that you met him on the street in Oak Park, beautiful downtown Oak Park, how did the vision match up to your imagination? I have no idea what you're setting me up for here. Uh, I, you know, I when, it, when I was walking down the street, we were, I was, I was in the midst of crossing the street and somebody just started calling out my name. And, and I turned around and I'd never seen Joel Radwanski in person for. And you, he, unlike, I would have never recognized you, Joel. You don't look anything like your profile picture. At least the profile picture you had up. That's not. I, I don't look like that guy. I, I, maybe well, not the one I saw. Brad Pitt. 
<laughs> not the one I saw, but you you had some headphones on. I, anyway, it didn't look like you, but yeah, that uh, you didn't look very Polish, so that's good. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with being Polish. I'm half Polish, half Irish. So I, I, either way, I'll go. Okay, but it, it's too bad that you know you had to insult me like that on there. I'm I'm non devastated. I'm, no, he, he didn't. He didn't say it's bad. He said different. He okay. said, for those fans that have seen your profile picture, that's probably a compliment. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't insulting you. I wasn't insulting you. <laughs> See, what did you set me up for here, Coach? Oh, what, Big dog. What do you got in your mind? Sporting thoughts? You would go football, baseball, races, or your beloved uh, Cub and Sox? Uh, well, obviously, the, my Cub uh, concerns are only about the fact that you know who's going to be playing for them next year, and yep. you know, so I'm watching the game with with Cloudy and Brian last night, and we're going over our lineup, and, and I pretty much am. We're sure that the Cubs are going to win the World Series next year, so all is well in, in Cubville. <laughs> uh, it, and, uh, you know, watching the White Sox, just, they, they won a game and they had like the walk off and, you know, they acted like it was, a, you know, the seventh game of the World Series. I yeah, thought they that did. pretty that, entertaining. That celebration was a little over the top, even for me. Yes, I mean, considering that it's, uh, it was like September 29th at the time, you know, you're going to hurt somebody, you're going to get bruises on the back of your hands, you're patting people on the back so hard. Uh, but you know, it, the baseball is done right now, Coach. As far as I'm concerned, I'll be more than happy to talk, you know, playoff baseball and stuff. But mm-hmm. let's concentrate on, on football. I mean, that's that's basically that's my first love. And now that the Cubs are done, I'll, I want to talk some football. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds good to me. Right. Me and Joel are very often, well, not very often, but on select days, Matt, we will actually do the show together, both in the three-point stance. <laughs> the entire show. That's how much into football we are. But uh, Chicago Bear news and notes. we got a Sunday night game, gentlemen. I know, Matt, you're a big Bears fan. Big yes, though sir. That goes without saying. Uh, the Giants are 1-2. and two, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, does Vegas have them as the favorite over the 3-0 and o Bear? I, I haven't seen a line. Are they Giant, really? Four points. Wow. Yes. And uh, I told you they'd be a favorite coach, and I was thinking it would be two points. You know, wow. four points. Uh-huh. You know, the Bears come in there, sneak in there, losing by a field goal, if that's something like that. I mean, I, I'm surprised it's four points, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. That's way too high. Because the Giants completely. haven't proven anything yet this year. No, not not anything. They haven't established the run. They haven't been efficient in the red zone. They're real undisciplined. They got flagged, what, eight or nine times against Tennessee. That had a big hand in cost in that game. That is really surprising to me, four points. Yeah, and maybe Vegas knows something that we don't know. Maybe they don't believe in the Bears or whatever. But all I know is I was really surprised to see it a four-point spread. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that really doesn't matter. I mean, look, hopefully the Bears will continue to be underdogs all season long. You think, um, I don't know, I don't think the coaches are told by the NFL to stay away from all talks of point spreads and stuff. But will that point spread be a source of motivation, you think, to the Chicago Bear players? A little bit of insult at their 3-0 and record? I, well, we uh, informed the players, and they were none aware of what a point spread was. Oh. We concentrate on playing football. I did hear Lovey Smith, by the way. I did hear Lovey Smith say that four points was his point spread. <laughs> four points is my point spread. Thanks, Lovey. Um, I wonder if the, I actually wonder if Vegas is handicapping Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's not very good in night games. When the he was terrible yeah. last year for the Bears, and I mean he. He, he played solid enough on Monday, but, I mean, he, he yeah. really should have had, what, the three correct word there, forward? by the way, solid. Solid? People people are saying, great, Jake Cutler has been great. I think I interrupted you before. Oh, no, he should have had four interceptions. Yeah, yeah. Four. Exactly. Because one was dropped, a couple via penalties. So, you know, he's been good, and he is electrifying because you never know what's going to happen. But he yeah. has not, in my opinion, Big Dog, he has not been great like you're reading in the papers and hearing from the media. You know, he makes some great throws every once in a while, but his overall consistent play is exactly right. Getting away by the skin of his teeth. 
he's eventually going to get burned. Yes. He's going to have a four or five interception game coming up. Hopefully, you know, it'll be against an AFC team, and hopefully it'll be when the Bears have a two- or three-game lead in the division. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's okay. I hope that when that does happen, because I'm, I'm 100% agreeing with you, Joel, that that's going to happen. He's going to have a game this year where he's going to throw four interceptions to have a passer rating of, like, 37. But I hope that the fans don't turn on him, because as you saw, that one throw to Johnny Knox that went for 31 yards somewhere in the second half, and then the touchdown throw to Devin Hester, there's only a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL who can really make that throw. And uh, I'm just glad that we have one of those guys on our team, even, even if he likes to throw you know, into triple coverage every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? If they can ever establish a running game whatsoever, <laughs> he won't have to make throws into triple coverage consistently. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah, before we like badger him, he's playing quarterback in a, in a, for a team right now that can't run the football at all. So. Well, can't or chooses not. It's a little combination of the both. Because they really have made very little commitment to running. And believe me, I'm not overly complaining. Because Big Dog and Matt, you know, we've watched some really, really sophomoric, boring offensive football for a good part of 10 years. So I'm not complaining. But to be fair, Big Dog, uh, the running game hasn't been good, but also the commitment to run has been less than average. Oh, yeah, I agree. I understand exactly what you're saying. But it's they're going to need it. And I, I just hopefully it comes before the season ends and, uh, and ends abruptly. So I, I really believe this team's going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be able to need to run the football at that time. So they, they have to figure out a way. And, and then, like I said, Coach, and I've said this over and over, Matt, I don't want them just to run into a wall all day long. That's not no. what I'm talking about. It needs to be effective. I just want them to figure it out, and they need to do it too. Oh, they have to, especially once the, once the weather turns. You, you can't expect to throw the ball 45, 50 times once you get into December games in, yeah. in Soldier Field. Can you imagine catching a Jake Cutler pass in eight-degree weather? No. Ooh, and the guy throws a freaking <laughs> rocket. By the way, on the bright side, Chester Taylor does have fresh legs. <laughs> where's Where's Khalil Bell when you need him? Maybe that's the He's problem. Fresh, we need some Khalil Bell in the offense. He's got some fresh legs. Don't, don't kid yourself. We may see Khalil Bell before it's over. I almost oh, named my uh, youngest kid Khalil, by the way. Who hasn't? Huh? Who hasn't? Yeah, I thought about it. Was it either going to be Jim, David, which we decided, or Khalil? Those were the three. I thought a little, you know, a little Muslimic influence there. I thought it would do him well at Glenbrook South High School in beautiful Glenville. Yeah, a Christian name, a Hebrew name, yeah. and a Muslim name. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of Davids that have played basketball for the Titans at Glenbrook South. Big dog. He would have been the first Khalil to make the starting lineup. I would have taken some pride in that. He would have made it just on his name. <laughs> they, they have to bring him in with a name like Khalil. He has to be able to play. <laughs> They're looking down there at cuts and stuff. Yeah. Kids five six weighs eighty five pounds can't run it. Khalil, got to keep him on the team. Khalil Cone, guy's yeah, got, that's a keeper. Guy's got potential. <laughs> oh, the gym, though. <laughs> Big dog, you know why they invented football, by the way? Because um, soccer was too boring, and a kid at Rutgers picked the ball up and <laughs> ran uh, into the goal. And everybody else was like, hey, you know, that looks like a lot of fun when he was knocking down everybody. Uh, not exactly. It's possible. Well, that is, that not, is how they came up with it, by the way. No, no, no. Football was invented so that married men could at least have some physical contact. <laughs> Thank you very much. I actually like your explanation better. You know, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get married again the way you talk about it, Coach. And you're happily married. <laughs> yes. 
I read on the script right here where it said, yes, I am happily married. That's correct. It says that right on the business card. It does. I can see it from here. <laughs> you can't read my writing, though. 888-463-6748. Any of our fans out there, you got questions for the big dog. Matt Duffy in studio today. We're talking a little football now. We'll get back to the baseball races and basketball thoughts. Jump off the sports page as well. But, uh, yeah, Bears, Giants, Sunday night, other things in the NFL. I guess the surprise team clearly would be at this point. The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, absolutely. Who had them at three and zero? That's a, no. That's it. That's all I had to say. Who had? Who literally had them at three and zero? I don't yeah, even that, think Charlie yeah, Weiss thought they would win their three. Because everybody had them losing week one to uh, San Diego Chargers. So yeah, so big dog. Continue to figure out ways to win. It's been winning ugly. Yeah, it is. But they have been winning, and that's all that counts. I remember uh, we talked about this watching that very first game. I watched. Mm-hmm. It was Monday night, right? San Diego. Yeah, okay, was, uh, I watched. You know, night, a little bit of it. Just tuned in. And I'm watching the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was at Arrowhead Stadium, so the fans are all juiced up opening it. But there was a there was something about the Chiefs. Again, I barely watched a quarter of football. Okay. And, and just in my mind, probably pure luck, but I just said, you know what, this this could be a pretty good team. They look crisp. Yeah. They look sharp, and uh, they got Gunther Cunningham running their defense again, right? Uh, I yeah. Think, yeah. Is it Gunther <laughs> or is it Romeo Cornell? I don't yeah, know. Gunther Cunningham is running the Detroit Lions defense. Oh, okay. Romeo Cornell, yes, that's exactly what's going oh, okay. on. Okay. They're deep. They got a real good defense down in Kansas City. I don't know what Romeo Cornell did to get Glenn Dorsey to actually be good, but he's doing something. Because they've yeah. got they've got a very solid defense down there. It was well, surprising. Really, I just Glenn picked Dor- him up on my fantasy team. Glenn Dorsey's had a back. I mean, it's, it's got a big fat roll on it, but he's had a back for a while. <laughs> but they've drafted really, really well. I mean, the, the Brandon Flowers. I mean, they've got a bunch of playmakers. Jamal Charles, all hey, over the place. Eric so, Berry? Yeah, heck yeah, Eric Berry. He's definitely a playmaker. So, uh, like, Dwayne Bow was a high draft pick. He's finally making plays, at yeah. least in the red zone for him. So, the Chiefs, they have a chance. I have a, a question for, for the both of you about the Bears. Is it fair to say that, that Mike Martz has been the best Bear so far or the most impressive Bear? Is that fair? Can you uh, make a statement like that? Absolutely, 100%. And I'm going to throw in another little thing to that. For years, the Bears would not adjust offensively or defensively. And it seems like now that Mike Martz is making all these adjustments yes. as the game goes on, all of a sudden the defense is doing it too. Yep. It's like the Bears never just say that what you saw how they would play in the first series would be how they would be playing the last series of the game. It wouldn't change. And that's bad. In the NFL, you lose that way unless you have superior players, and it isn't that way. Absolutely. And that was actually even before the Lovey Smith era. That, that you know, transcended into Dave Wanstead era and even before that. And I would answer Matt's question. I don't know if he's the best player. The way I look at it, clearly in my mind, Mike Martz has made the biggest difference okay. of any one individual, clearly. Yeah, and that's something we've been calling for for years. And uh, the the Bears ran a play in Monday or on Monday night where they didn't have anybody in the backfield. Or I I can't I can't even tell you how many times I've ever seen that. I've been watching the Bears for eighteen years. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. They, that's not the style. That's not the the style of Bears play that I grew up watching. But man, is it fun to see! I can't I can't wait to see if if he sticks around for another year. And we actually get an offensive line that will let Jay Cutler drop back seven steps instead of three or five. They should be exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went wildcat uh, one time, right, with Forte in the back. And did Forte hand it off? Yeah, he handed it off to Taylor. Yeah, that was weird. Kept it to be, he should have kept, pulled it and went yeah. what he should have done. Does the he outside have, was totally open. Does he have that option, Big Dog, or do you think that's a pre-called so. play? It, it could be either or, Coach. Honestly. Okay. That's, you know, they could have called it a keep. They could have called it just the regular read, you yeah. know, or they could, or they call it the dive or the give. 
Mm-hmm. So it, it could have been either or, but it looked like the outside was just wide open on that play. I'm not going to rip them. That's the first time you, they ran it live in a game. So that's, it's, that's a pretty tough call for a guy that's a running back. Yeah. He's in a sense playing a quarterback position. So well, I uh, would yeah. say this after watching some Wildcat in both college and a little bit in pro. They split the quarterback out wide. Somebody needs to have the quarterbacks practice catching the ball because very few teams pay attention, yeah. including when Jay Cutler's out there. You know what? Throw it to the damn quarterback. Not all the time, but one time per game. Yeah. May, I Throw, mean, the guy's wide open. I mean, they, no, the Notre Dame game, the Notre Dame quarterback, they literally did not cover him. No, they the didn't for run Jay th- Cutler either. Yeah. The, the cornerback just went right in. He yeah. went right into See, the backfield. I, I would think you got to have, I know Matt Forte is not the best passer and Jay Cutler's not the best catcher, but big dog, they're pro athletes, right? You can throw the ball 15 yards, you can catch it and run 20 yards up the field and run out of bounds. Oh, absolutely. And after you run that play one time for the rest of the season, they'll be like, you know what, you got to yeah. actually. Yeah. Yep. You only have to do it one time. That's true. Yeah, That's all you have to do it. for the whole entire season. Then you, that guy, then you're playing 11 on 11 again instead of 10 on 11. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you brought up the offensive line, Matt, and I, I'm just going to throw this out there. This seems like to be a new uh, regime in a sense of, they're benching people. If yeah. you don't you get the job done, they will bench you. And is Chris Williams, if, you know, he, he, they say you can't lose your job to injury. But, but what happens if the guys that are replacing you are playing much better than you ever did when you were healthy? Yeah, I uh, know you're right. Uh, and, and unfortunately for Chris Williams, and same with, with Tommy Harris, uh, I, I think that uh, Lovey Harris finally, or Lovey Harris, Lovey Smith finally is holding people accountable. He's finally showing some backbone and not just providing empty words at a podium. He's actually backing up what he's saying. And, it's man, it's it's nice to see. I wish he would have done it the whole time. Wish he would have done it his whole tenure here. Just if you're not playing well, your, he was your asked paycheck, that. your draft status, it doesn't matter. If you're not playing well, you're going to sit. At the press conference, he was asked that question. He interrupted the uh, questionnaire. Oh, really? Even before he was over. And, and uh, let, me stop, let me stop you right there. That has always <laughs> been our policy. We haven't changed from that policy. And Rex is our quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He, so he shut that down. But I agree with you, Big Dog. I like that. And I like the fact he's not making big drama about it and he's not criticizing. You know, they even asked him, what did Tommy Harris do wrong bad day? He said, Tommy Harris, attitude, fine. Well, you know, Tommy, maybe he's just covering up for his buddy, which is okay, too. You don't want to call out guys, uh, you know, in the media. Talk to him as a much better form of communication. But uh, he was basically saying, hey, you know, don't make a big deal of it. Nothing wrong with Tommy. We like Tommy. He's doing a fine job. But the other guys were doing better. We dressed the 45 guys. We thought we could help us win the game. We've criticized Lovey Smith a lot. I like at least that minor direction that he's headed. Yeah, and and the way the Packers, they don't run the ball whatsoever either. So it's not like you needed one stop and tackles, even though Tom Harris is more of a pass rush tackle than a run stop, Rob. Mm-hmm. But, but I can understand. And you know what? Maybe it wakes him up. Maybe he plays... Uh... Maybe he plays better because of that. Hopefully that's what happens. Okay. I, I mean, I just find it hard to believe that Tommy Harris isn't one of the best 45 players on the team. It was it was so oh, weird to see him enact. It was one game. Yeah, but I, no one's saying he's not amongst the best 40. It was one game. It was just, is he, it couldn't, if it's not his attitude, if he's doing everything they say in practice, does he just not have the ability anymore? Is that I it? I think it's more of um, them sending a message to him. I really do. I think it's them sending a message to him. But, and uh, to the whole team. So they're like, you know, this is a way to wake everybody up. If we can bench Tommy Harris, we can make him inactive. Everybody besides what Jay Cutler and Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs have to worry about something right now. Yeah, I just wonder what he did wrong. He, uh, he, he just, he, he couldn't have just been effective. 
uh, it, it was it was really really startling for me to see. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything. According to Lovey Smith, didn't do anything wrong. They're playing their best 45 player. He'll be in action against the New York Giants. But uh, one way or another, the Bears are three and zero. Playing some different people, and uh, you know Timmy Jennings, number twenty six, stepped in. So you got different guys contributing. Uh, Big dog. It's a sixteen game schedule. It's a long, long season. Different guys will have to step in at different time. We very easily come playoff time could be talking about one of the strengths of the Bear defense. One of the guys you have to guard against is Tommy Harris. So yeah. things can change over the long season. No. Oh, absolutely. And the the twenty two guys that started uh, the game on. Uh, Monday against the Packers will not play the rest of the 13 games this year. Yep. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. So in a sense, getting guys playing time doesn't hurt either, especially if you think they're a better matchup early on in the year. You don't always have to go with the same guys. I, yeah. I, I thoroughly believe in that. I, you know, I'm big on you know keeping your quarterback the same, but other than that, yep. it's uh, you should play the guys that you have that have best chance to win and get as many people get as many people rotation as possible yeah. and and you know everybody always rotates their their uh defensive line i have no problem getting the offensive line in the rotation out there maybe getting those guys some uh a break every once in a while i mean those are 320 pound guys they gotta get tired too please I do mean, not I, take I, I out my like that, carrying that much weight around coach <laughs> well you know speaking from experience <laughs> yeah. I, I still love and we, we've talked about this before i don't know matt i don't know if you remember the year when they had uh Keith Tractor Trailer and oh, Ted Washington. Yeah, I remember Keith Tractor Trailer's uh, interception yeah. return. Oh, one of, the, Jackson, one of the one of the Jackson, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in sports. It was absolutely By hilarious. Way, why, why did the whole convoy get in front of him? What they should have done <laughs> was like backpedaled and made sure nobody there caught was, up to him. To this day, he I had still, like four I, people. Whenever I see that highlight, I'm like, Wait a minute. There, peel there, around, peel around. <laughs> you know, there, they're leading him. I'm like, who's? I don't the recall. Like, was there a convoy in front of him? Yeah, yo, he had a convoy. All right. There were at least two two other guys. guys This is the play when he's isn't this the play when he's breaking down the right sidelines? Yes. Right. Yes, and he and he he just intercepted Mark Brunel's pass. Yes. But but at the end of it, he just flat like a car running (laughs) on empty. Right. He just (laughs) ran out of gas. Yeah, and somebody I, caught him. And what, yeah. my point is, all those the, the ten Chicago Bears that were in front of him <laughs> leading the convoy, yeah. okay, needed to peel back and like backpedal. You know what I mean? So everybody that was trying to catch up, they, it would have been hilarious. So that's how that's how they needed, you know, thinking back on it. But uh, Matt, I know what coach is going to say, and he is exactly right. That year, first down trailer and Ted yes. Washington would be out there, yeah. and they would. Off the play, and yeah. next thing you know, it would be second and twelve. Yep. So now they bring in their pass rush unit. Yeah. Okay, and those fat dudes <laughs> had to run off the field, <laughs> and then their back, the horrible backups they had that year, would make it. You know, there'd be a ten yard pass. All of a sudden, it's third and two. So it's got to run out. back out on the field. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of it was to keep keep them fresh, you know. So instead of keeping them fresh, what do you play for four seconds yeah. and stay in the huddle? They tried to keep them fresh by having them sprint off the field and on the field. Those guys were dead tired by the middle of the second quarter. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Come on, they're first and second down. Seriously. I think they also had Ted Washington listed at like three ten that year, which is just com- which is just comical. That's hilarious. Three ten. Hey, big dog, real quick before we uh, let you go, college football. I know it's one of your greatest loves. We got some big games coming up. Saturday, Football Friday, by the way, tomorrow. Make sure fans, you join us for our highlight show of the week, one hour only. Very disappointing, but that's what we got. 10 to 11, we'll make it a good one, make our football predictions, beat the schmoes, etc. But Big Dog, uh, the college football weekend coming up before we let you go. Give us a quick preview of some games that our fans might want to tune into. Oh, without a doubt, and I know this might be off the radar for most Midwestern people, but the Oregon 
Stanford game is without a doubt the biggest game of this particular weekend. You got Stanford who runs a, like a, a pro style, yeah. but it's like power football, Jim Harbaugh getting it done out there. You got the power and the smarts of Stanford going up against the speed and athleticism of Oregon. They play the true spread. They put it all over the field. I cannot wait for that particular football game, and uh, it's going to be at Osmitz or Austin Stadium in uh, in Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one heck of a game. So uh, that's the one that I'm fired up for this particular weekend, Coach. And as an Illinois fan, no, I am not fired up about the Ohio State I don't think I'll tape that game. I'll just catch the highlights. The Illinois highlights might be pretty quick. But, uh, Matt, you were talking about and before, and we, we both agreed, right, with the big dog, Oregon standards. Yes. Awfully good. It's going to be a great game. By the way, big dog, have you ever watched Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines? Have you oh, ever? He's, he's, he's out of his mind. It's awesome. He is insanity. He's just going ballistic, headbutting guys with helmets on. I love it. He's real fun to watch on the sideline. So he's, he's flying around just acting like a complete moron the whole entire time, <laughs> screaming at people, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he puts the headset on, like flips it down, and reads off of a, a script that's like nine oh, feet wide. You oh, know what I mean? Crazy. It's like goes from insanity to, okay, let's back to go to, you know, to the typical coach stuff. Calls the play, and then he's back to yelling and headbutting offensive linemen and stuff. Yeah, he's sprinting thirty yards to go scream at somebody, and then just flips the flips the mic down and calls in a second and third, second and three draw. It's great. Big we do have an email from Mississippi Mandy, who apparently not happy with you. Mississippi Mandy wants to know why the Big Dog is not featuring the her favorite Southeast Conference and teams like Alabama and Florida. How would you answer, Mississippi Mandy? You know how much I love the SEC conference, Coach. I'm a diehard Big Ten fan, but yes. it seems like every single Saturday I'm watching CBS and I'm watching the SEC game of the week instead Actually. of watching Michigan beat up on Bowling Green. Based, so, uh, based on the picture that she sent us, you might want to start watching Mississippi Mandy. Well, that is the second biggest game of the week, but the reason why I don't really watch it in there is because Alabama's going to put a beat down on Florida. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a beat down. Uh, but are you and, t- oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I'm kind of excited about it, to be quite honest with you. I, I, I don't mind Florida getting their comeuppance. I think uh, the stat that they said on ESPN was uh, three of the last four uh, BCS title game winners have uh, have won. It, it was either Florida or Alabama. The winner of that game has gone on to win the BCS championship. Uh, I think that's got a good shot of ringing true again this year. Yeah, because but not if Florida somehow comes up with the upset though. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm bank. I should I should have made that clear. I'm I'm banking on Alabama to win. I, I don't yeah. even think it's going to be that big of a contest. But are you telling me, Joel, that you don't like uh, you don't like watching Shoelace Robinson pile up 700 yards of total offense against UMass? Well, if it's if when he's playing against Notre Dame, it's awe inspiring. When he's playing against yeah UMass, it's kind of like, are you serious? What, what are you doing? Get the backup in. Shoelace for Heisman. There, there's a good chance Michigan may do the fade route come the Big Ten season. I'm not convinced on them. But speaking of the Big Ten, though, before we let you go, two classic matches. I got to get your thoughts on these. And again, listeners out there, want to remind you two. Our show today, so don't hang up on us at 11 o'clock. We're going from 11 till 12. Matt Duffy in studio. We'll talk some more football after the break, other sports as well. But, dog, uh, great games. Great games. Wisconsin at Michigan State. I, I watched both teams play. I think they could play 30 times, and each team would win 15 games. How do you see that game playing out? It's at, where is it at? Michigan it's at State? Michigan State. Okay. Uh, I'll basically, all I have to say about this particular game is, Tomorrow we play Beat the Schmoes, and it's one of my feature games. And I feel very, very good about it. Do you you want me to get my pick now? But I I, I tell you, I don't believe 
Not at Michigan State do I think that it would be a 50-50 thing. And i got to be honest with you, I've watched every Wisconsin game this year. I've watched about half of the snaps of Michigan State. I've watched mm-hmm. every snap of every single Wisconsin game this year. Michigan Matt, State. I, 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 I tape all the games and watch them on like Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday night before I go to bed. I watch nice. every single Big Ten That's, game, every one. Dedication that is to the dedication. Cause. I like it. A truly I, dedicated professional, also slightly a sick individual. There's a, there's a fine <laughs> line between else the two. I'm watching Survivor. I don't watch any of that garbage. Okay, I watch the news, the History Channel, and football. History you Channel. Didn't, such a great you didn't channel. watch Glee and the Britney Spears special on Tuesday? No, no I did not. But wow. it, is Britney still fat? Because I like her. All I know fat. is the, the, the quiet, the quiet blonde cheerleader in the uh, the Glee program. Yeah. Let's just say she came out of her shell. Oh, that's good to know. Hey! That's outstanding. Blue 42, red 17. Sounds uh, like we can get a new female intern. Uh, let me take it easy. Let me <laughs> ask you this here, or let me make this comment. Michigan, I watch more Michigan State than Wisconsin. I like Michigan State. They might have the best three-back rotation in the entire country. There may be better single guy. They got three great running backs, and the freshman, I think his last name is Bell, NFL player in a year or two. You know, it's funny you say that because that's what everybody was saying about Wisconsin at the beginning of the year. They had John Clay and then his two backups, and now you're, you're exactly right, Coach. I got I got to be honest with you. The, the, Wisconsin has not impressed me this year. Maybe they're sleepwalking. They have sleptwalked yep. through three games. Yep. They're, they're going to get slapped in the face come to, uh, Saturday mm-hmm. morning. Yeah, pretty good quarterback though. Scott Tolzien is a good quarterback matchup. Two guys that are veterans. Neither one great players. By the way, the Wisconsin's Michigan- best player is a kid by the name of Kendricks. He's their H back, their tight end, yep. a super. Superstar in the making, Coach. Hmm. Number 84 for Wisconsin. Okay. Watch that kid. We'll be watching for player. him. That, that's a game I will tape. And uh, just to give you an example, I watched my Northwestern team, by the way, 4-0. 4-0. Playing great. But like the number three back at Michigan State, which is a guy named Lawrence Capers, he big dog, just to show you the difference, he would be a star running back at Northwestern. And he's the he, he can barely get off the bench at Michigan State. Well, you know what? Still, Northwestern figures out ways to win with these guys that are just yep. average Big Ten players, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they Five do. Five going up to Minnesota. So, uh, you know, uh, that's it's quite all right, Coach. And by the way, the the best quarterback in the Big Ten when it's all done after Jernod Robinson goes down with the injury finally might end up being the Persia kid from Minnesota. You talked about Tolzien, uh, you know. Persia from Northwestern. Yeah. So that's in Minnesota. I meant Northwestern, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. Seriously. He's very, very good. Not he Terrell could, Pryor, huh? I said not Terrell Pryor. That's 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 a really good call. So I, <laughs> I just shut up. I put him at a different level, and I'm totally sorry. You're exactly right. Sorry. Big Doug will now sit down and listen for his answer. Before yeah. you do sit down, we got to get out of here real quick. I got to ask you, Pennsylvania State, Joe Paterno and company traveling to Iowa. Great matchup, Penn State versus Iowa. How do you see that one? And then we're going to uh, send you back to Big Dog Land. Uh, Iowa, for some reason, owns. Penn State. Joe Paterno shouldn't even show up. He's just like <laughs> Kurt Burns' coach boat team. Maybe they'd have a chance to win at that particular time. Uh, I think I was a seven-point favorite, folks, and I haven't taken a favorite yet on beat the schmoes yet this year. I've gone with a, uh, twelve underdogs, and I'm seven and four. Wow. Mm. I, if I was going to take a favorite this week, I would take Iowa. All right. We'll and see. I might, and I like Alabama too as a favorite, but I, I, I'm. I kind of want to stick with my underdog theme, even though I might go with those two particular games. I got a lot going on tomorrow, Coach. A heck of a lot. Wow. All right. So you will not be joining us tomorrow? I will. No, I will not, but I'll be joining. I'll be calling in, and I'll be giving the picks for the question. Football Friday. Very, very exciting. And as we leave you, Big Dog, what do you call 75 college kids sitting in a room watching a bowl game on TV? 
are, are they are they sitting in a circle, Coach? Don't analyze <laughs> it too much. It's a joke, Big Dog. I don't know what what do you call the, them. The answer is Indiana University. Thank you very much. The All Indiana right. football team. That's good. Yeah, thank you. All right, Big Dog, great talking to you, Matt Duffy. We're around for uh, hour number two. Stick around, folks. Hour two of the two guys at a mic show. Talk some more football. Get back to some basketball and baseball. We'll jump off the sports page as well. Take a quick break. Hour number two on the way. David Olson, our producer, TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic.